that metal interview. If you are into old school death metal, this is the episode where you're going to be pleased and you are going to enjoy this to the max because we are talking about Embryonic Autopsy. That is a newer band formed by Tim King. And I'll let you listen to the interview and he'll tell you the rest of the story in the making of Embryonic Autopsy. A brand new album they have out, Prophecies of the Conjoined Massacre Records. And uh, let's go and check out this jam, this song, this video, Cauterized Womb Impalement. Embryonic Autopsy, we'll be right back. death extreme death whatever you want to call this this is completely insane awesome music in my opinion awesome vocals by mr tim king and big shout out to him if he's listening to this podcast when he does 
Thank you, buddy. Thank you, bro, for taking some time to uh, interview with us, That Metal Interview Podcast. And we thank you guys, our audience, uh, for uh, taking some time to check our podcast out of thousands and thousands of podcasts. This is the one you chose to check out, Embryonic Autopsy, man. And uh, let's cut it short. Here is our interview with Mr. Tim King, vocalist of Embryonic Autopsy. Enjoy. Uh, you have a new lyric video, Cauterized Womb Impalement, featuring uh, the legendary uh, James Murphy. Awesome song. I heard it. Badass. How did James Murphy come into this? How did he get involved in with this song? Uh, well, thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, uh, yes. I've, actually known James, I've actually known James for quite a few years. In fact, uh, the whole concept for this band came because I was in a uh, early 90s death metal band called Oppressor, and uh, we put out three records, and yes. you know, we were on the lower spectrum as far as uh, you know the popularity thing. We weren't anywhere near like a Cannibal Corpse or a Deicide or anything like that, but yes. you know, we, did, we did really well, did some touring, and you know, we kind of tipped our hat to the technical death metal genre there. So, you know, having uh, been around as long as I have, me and James Murphy have become uh, good friends over the years. In fact, you know, one of my first death metal band, band I ever got into and first death metal record I really heard that made me want to do death metal was Cause of Death. With James Murphy just soloing like a maniac over it. Yeah. And uh, when I had my uh, my band Soil, which is you know another band that I do now. You know the you know more hard rock type stuff. We had James Murphy actually master a couple of our records, and he's a fantastic music producer and you know mixer and mastering guy and stuff now. So you know when this project came about, I said, "Hey James, I'm you know doing a, a death metal band again, uh, and I think I have a song that'd be perfect for you to solo on. Would you be interested?" And he's like, "Sure, Tim. Anything for you." And he heard it and he just shredded a solo over it. In fact, it's the you know first time. James Murphy's been on an album, right? Yeah, uh, in quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, we, I saw him on that uh, that death tribute uh, in Florida a couple of weeks ago or a month ago. But before that, I hadn't. You're right, I hadn't seen him or heard him on any recording, really. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been he's been primarily focusing on uh, producing and uh, recording and mixing band. You know, he's been on the other opposite side of uh, of everything. So this was the first time that I got him to kind of pick up a guitar and play. And he was so nervous, he kept saying. I don't know if it's good enough. I don't know if it's good enough. I'm like, dude, this solo shreds 95% of everything out there. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> that really turned out great, and it was a pleasure to have him on it. That's very cool. Yeah, I saw an interview, or or James posted something uh, somewhere saying uh, the same thing. You know, uh, he wasn't sure. Uh, he, he, he didn't feel too confident uh, playing the Death Tribute uh, gig, you know, because of the same thing. I guess he's not playing guitar as much as uh, he used to, right? Yeah. The solo on your song grips, you know, badass. Oh, yeah. thanks. I, James came to me and I, I, I saw that post too about the death thing. I said, "Yeah, James, your your worst day on guitar is what some people dream and aspire to have." <laughs> I said, "You got to stop being so hard on yourself." He's just <laughs> such he's such a perfectionist and such an amazing player that you know he's yeah. he uh yeah. he definitely like 
him not bending a note properly, which nobody can tell anyway, yeah. bothers him. You know, <laughs> so, he's so good. Some so simple, yeah. So uh, uh, we're here to talk about uh, your new album, uh, debut album, right? Yeah. Prophecies of the Conjoined uh, Massacre Records. Uh, talk to us about this album, uh, the making of it. Uh, who wrote the lyrics, the uh, the riffs, and all that? Yeah, I was uh, I was on tour with my band Soil, and our uh, our guitar tech Scott Roberts and me would listen to death metal all the time. And he said, "Listen," he goes, "I put together a few death metal songs, and I was just doing them for fun, but they're really sounding good. You know, would you would you be interested in checking them out and maybe laying some vocals on them?" And I said, "You know, I haven't sang death metal vocals in a long, long time. I'm like, sure, I'll check them out. I'm like, I don't know." what my voice is like, you know, two decades later after Oppressor, but I'll definitely, you know, check it out and stuff. And I love the music and uh, the drumming was just intense. The guitar was intense and a very old school death metal vibe to it. Yeah. So I said, hey, let's, uh, let's whip out, you know, let's whip out a microphone here on the road and, you know, grab a hotel room one day and let's just put some, lay some vocals on it. And we did. And it just came together, came together so great. That we just kept writing and writing and cataloging music while we were out on the road with soil. And uh, all of a sudden, the next thing you know, we had a, a full-length record, you know, in the can. And yeah. then that's when, you know, I started saying, hey, you know, uh, and then he's like, well, let's do something with this. And then we talked about band names. And I had been holding on to the band name Embryonic Autopsy for years. Yeah. I thought it would be a cool, I thought it would be a cool name for a song or a band or something, but I never had anything to use it for. And there's actually no other band out there named it after... With all the band names you could possibly think of, nobody ever thought to yeah, I saw put that. those two words together. So I'm like, why don't we call it this? And then uh, the artwork came about. Uh, I knew the artist uh, for for a while, and I and I was looking, and he said, you know, I've got some new artwork that I'm looking to uh, to sell, and that was one of the covers. And I looked at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that'd be perfect. You know, yeah, it looks like it looks like some conjoined, you know, some sort of conjoined type twin type thing, and. You know, I, I kind of played off the the uh, embryonic thing and all that with it, and kind of came up with the title "Prophecies of the Conjoined." And then I'm like, well, you know, let's make it kind of gory with kind of Cannibal Corpse inspired type stuff. And uh, I started come up with some like sick album titles and sick lyrics. And I'm like, well, there's only so far you can go with that without yeah. getting too hokey and cheesy. So then I, uh, me and Scott are really into like the alien stuff with you know how the pyramids were built and the Mayan cultures and Egyptian cultures and stuff because you know the hieroglyphics and the and the architecture and, and the structures I mean people have a hard time even building those today with all the technology that we even have yeah let alone uh, back in the days when they didn't have those type of resources so we kind of said hey why don't we kind of get into the fact that you know aliens were visited aliens visited here and then the crash land landing in Roswell and then combining human and alien dna and that'll give us even more stories and more concepts and things to talk about outside of just strict gore and it kind of took on a life of its own we just we're doing that and then some of my death metal friends uh, got wind of it like terrence from suffocation and yeah. james murphy and uh doc coyle who is in god forbid he's in bad wolves now okay and yeah yeah god forbid we're huge oppressor fans back in the day so you know i asked all of them if they'd want to play on this and they're like, oh, hell yeah, that'd be amazing. You know, so we got a lot of really cool guest appearances on it. And I just started sending it off to some labels, and we got quite a few labels interested. But the great folks over at Massacre, Thomas and Anya, or they really believed in 
in it and said that they were going to make it a priority and they really showed a lot of love to it so we uh we quickly signed up with them and got everything in the pipeline and it's been amazing ever since we uh solidified the lineup and you know did a did a video for regurgitated and reprocessed which has terrence hobbs on it and then we did the yep. lyric video with james murphy which is a cauterized woman bailment yeah and those kind of came out as like a precursor and you know we're a band that started from like zero we had to put together all the social media pages and, yeah. and everything after we signed the massacre we didn't have any of that and you know now you know the facebook followers are past seventeen thousand. you know we're getting like twenty thousand spotify streams on these songs and the videos are going in the tens of thousands it's really making this great little buzz in the industry which is is pretty amazing it kind of puts a smile on your face yeah to know that i still kind of got it death metal life <laughs> and could still do something like that it's it's been a really really fun enjoyable thing well that tells you that speaks volumes right there i mean you see the numbers going up on socials and all that that means you got something good going in uh and uh in my opinion it's some badass death metal, and uh, you have a badass voice, too. I mean, that's an awesome death metal voice right there. And there's something good there, you know? You're doing something badass for, for the fans, you know? So, uh, the oh, numbers... Thank, thank you so much. It's like, I... Yeah. You know, back in Oppressor, I, I, I always had the deeper voice, and I'm like, man, I haven't... I've been, you know, I haven't sang death metal. I still listen to death metal all the time. You know, I still love all the classics and a lot of the new bands that are out and stuff, but... Uh, I haven't performed it or sang it in so long. I was like, do I actually even have the capability? Yeah. And it, it really turned out well. You know, I practiced a little bit, lost my voice for about three days when I started doing that, built it back up, and then we recorded all that stuff. It was it was really fun. Yeah. So so that was one of my questions. Uh, I saw the sampler video on YouTube channel, uh, the aliens and all that, the pyramids. Uh, so most of the songs are covering uh, that subject there, uh, aliens and and all that or, or is there a different subject yeah it's 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 basically how uh alien human hybrids and combining the dna and and that in like test tubes and in like human uh experimental kind of like guinea pigs you know human hosts and stuff yeah and it just going uh genetically wrong like things just kept happening and the one song like cannibalized by octuplets is where the embryo split into eight different ones and and ate the host body you know the female host body from the inside out and you know, yeah. taken from a bit of cannibal corpse, bit of like a horror sci-fi type thing. And, you know, uh, just want to have some fun with it. And still, you know, very intriguing because, like I said, me and Scott, the guitar player, are very intrigued by all the, the alien myths and stuff like that. And, and, you know, the possibility of visitors and hieroglyphics and how they became a, something and how they're just like, they were there one minute and it was just these huge civilizations and they just kind of like faded away and disappeared. You know, what's the story behind that? So, you know, it's it's uh, it's not like we're conspiracy theorists driving around, yeah. trying to get people to trying to get people to convert to a cult or anything. It's more <laughs> it's more taking the story and and making almost like a uh, like a horror movie out of it, like a Stephen making a Stephen King book out of an album type. Yeah. And it, I think it really tied everything in and kind of gave it more more than just a, a blood and guts gore record that that you know everybody's pretty much said about every sick thing you possibly can about. Pus and mucus and vaginas and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the the subject. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, Terrence Hobbs, real quick. Did you already? You said you knew him before, or he just? Uh, how did you get him on there? Uh, regurgitated and uh, reprocessed. How did he end up on uh, there? He's he's one hell of a guy. He's just such a such the most down to earth, nicest guy, and he's one hell of a guitar player too. Oh, yeah. And 
and we uh, we played a lot with suffocation back in the oppressor days. And uh, and Terrence, you know, me and him were face have been Facebook friends for for years, and we've kind of kept in touch. And you know, every time a new suffocation record comes out, I'm always you know texting him. You know, way to go, man! Sounds brutal as always, and this and that. So when we were doing this, I'm like, Terrence, check. You know, would you mind checking out this new song? You know, that we have from this band I'm working with. When he checked out, he's like, "That's fucking awesome!" And I'm like, "Would you like to lend a solo to it?" And he said, "Absolutely!" And it was just kind of real quick like that. Again, he just he just like Murphy, he just slapped down a signature, you know, Terrence Hobbs suffocation yeah. guitar solo, and awesome. we were off to the races on it. Very cool, very cool for sure. I saw the videos. Uh, so where did you guys shoot these videos? And who's the director? Well, my, my super good friend, Jason Moy, he, uh, he's in a band called Emperors and Elephants that's on my uh, record label, Pavement Entertainment. And uh, he does fantastic video work. And him and his brother, Jacob Moy, kind of teamed up together and have been doing videos and photo shoots and stuff. So I asked Jason, because at the time, uh, the band was just me and Scott, and then we had a session drummer, uh, come in and, and play all the drums on the record so we didn't have a bass player or a drummer and i asked my buddy rob such he's in this band called 12th gate and he's here in chicago and my buddy jason white if uh if they wanted to you know play drums and, and bass on this and jason being a video director worked out perfectly because we were able to shoot the video you know in his studio and he was in it and we had his brother doing a lot of the filmography and stuff and it it really turned out fantastic uh to be able to do like a super professional video and then also have you know two of my best friends in the world play bass and drums on it and you know it just added to the excitement and fun of it all as well oh yeah for sure so you told us uh, uh how the the name of the band came up you had it there for for a while so what's the your favorite song on this album i really i think my probably my favorite is cauterized bloom and palement uh, i just love that because it's the first one we finished and there's just uh the way James puts that solo on it and it ties in, I think that one's absolutely fantastic. And then the actual title track, Prophecies of the Conjoined, is really awesome, too. I, uh, I'm pretty proud of each of the ones on there because there's a lot of differences. Uh, you take like one of the songs, it's called Upon the Mayan Throne. record's pretty fast. I mean, it's a pretty up-paced record, but with that one, we kind of went on the whole real, like, sludgy, doomy, uh, My Dying Bride. It, it has a very My Dying Bride-type yeah. uh, old Paradise Lost feel to it, which I really love. Cool. Uh, so that one, that one's really cool, too, and that was kind of one to where, like, man, all these songs are, like, mind-blowingly fast. Awesome. Let's try... Uh, Let's try slowing it down, and that kind of came about. And we were able to touch in since we had gotten the whole, you know, alienity and you know Egyptian and Mayan culture thing going on in there. Uh, we were able to dip in on that. And I had another buddy of mine, uh, Justin James, who's this guitar virtuoso, uh, throw a couple solos down on it. And he's uh, not really ever been in a death metal band, but he's just a great guitar player, and you know has worked with a ton of bands. Uh, he's like one of those people that just have. You know, an amazing feel, and he was able to lend even a better dimension to that song as well, with kind of the solos and stuff. And kind of has a real, in my opinion, has a really good "My Dying Bride" kind of feel to it. 
Awesome. So, uh, you think? Do you think you are the only band that, that talks about aliens and that Mayan stuff and all that stuff, or you think there's other bands out there with the with that their content? Uh, I mean, Niall has done a fantastic job. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Of, yeah, my bad. Of yeah. Going in on the on like the Egyptian culture and stuff like that. They've yeah. uh, they've really taken it to new levels and and everything uh, with that. I think they were one of the they, they were probably like the first to ever do it. The innovators of it. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen a couple other bands mention it, but uh, nobody's really. Everybody kind of takes on. Everybody loves to go for the Egypt theme. Yeah. Which is the most popular one. With with us, I didn't want to do the Egyptian thing very much because I didn't want to copy off a of Nile or look like we were trying to latch on to anybody's coattails. Yeah. So we really uh, kind of dove into the, how the Mayan culture did, which is extremely similar to the Egyptian culture, just not talked about as much. And all, and the architecture is very similar, and and with like the uh, the symbols and stuff like that. So we kind of went in, into that and the and uh, like touched on like the, a little bit of the Egypt type, you know things but it all kind of ties into did aliens come and visit these civilizations and and teach them and and give them the technology they had and then left and then you know just the human race just the way it is didn't quite understand how to continue to use it and you know those cultures kind of just dissipated and went away and then there was the crash landing in roswell to where yeah uh, we quite possibly could have gotten an alien aircraft uh, or spacecraft rather with you know some actual alien life forms in there that they were able to study off of and it kind of seems like after that point in time you know all of a sudden microwaves coming out cordless phones smartphones right yeah. you know all this technology that, that's come about has happened really really fast and it kind of makes you wonder did they actually crack some of the technology that they found on that crash ship if that actually happened or anything like that and we kind of took like you know taking that dna and merging it with humans to try to recreate the alien life forms or human and alien hybrids and how did that come about and that sort of stuff and that's kind of the, the basis for the lyrics you know just to kind of put a question mark to it and then also kind of makes sort of like a sci-fi horror movie story out of it too just just do a little bit something different rather than hey you know there's this there's this chick that walked in and you know we cut her from her neck down to her ass with a butcher knife and you know, wrapped ourselves <laughs> in our entrails and danced around in our fallopian tubes or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a, so that all that stuff is interesting. All those subjects, you know, the the alien the crash and all that, uh, very interesting. I watch all that stuff too on the what is that ancient aliens and all that stuff. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's a great channel. That's a that's an awesome channel. Oh yeah, for sure. So, are you guys uh, planning to tour soon? Yeah, we uh, we just confirmed. I mean, everything's just. Uh, kind of happened so fast with this with this band uh from like finishing it to record deal to you know videos and all that so we confirmed uh the michigan metal fest that's uh that's happening in michigan that's in august uh we were going uh to do a tour with this band called byzantine yeah and that was going to happen in april but that got postponed due to their record release coming getting postponed so we're gonna we're gonna go back out with them when they get a solid release date and then we've got a few other things in the works uh, with some other, you know, older school death metal bands uh, from back in the day that we're looking for towards like the uh, August and October, August September October thing. So we definitely have a lot of uh, uh, things in the works and, and in talks right now. Completely confirmed on the books, we've got the Michigan Death that Michigan Metal Fest, and then you know we'll have a tour or two on the books coming up here rather soon too because we definitely want to support the record uh, and do some touring on the album cycle. Awesome. 
Yeah, I'm in Texas, so I'll be looking out for, for you guys. So, cool. Can you give us a uh, an update on oppressor or soil? Uh, oppressor, uh, long gone. <laughs> you know, we broke up. We, we kind of started to grind down in 1999 and yeah. ended it in the year 2000 after being together, you know, for eight years. And yeah. what happened was we were just kind of getting really burnt on, because we started off in, we started off in 1991. So like at the height of, you know, the death metal scene. Yeah. And over the years, as we started getting into, you know, oh, uh, you know, 19, 1996, 97, 98, it's like all the black metal stuff just started coming out and, and you know, the corpse paint and stuff. And we really weren't huge fans of that uh, just because we the, the music was just really raw and really intense. And I know why they did it looking back. It's because, you know, death metal with a few of the bands, they were doing like that death and roll stuff, like what Carcass did on Swan Song and what Gorefest was really trying to do later on. And, and it just kind of became a little bit more mainstream and you know the black metal stuff brought you know the extreme scene back underground but we just weren't really fans of that music and it just kind of seemed to overshadow death metal at the time and so we decided you know what we don't want to start playing black metal or going towards that and you know we've taken death metal about as far as we can with with oppressor and what oppressor does so we just started jamming around with like sabbath riffs and uh corrosion and conformity riffs and stuff and formed a little project and it ended up being soil yeah and that kind of that really took over because we got a major label deal and you know a few huge hits at radio all of a sudden we're on tour with ozzy osbourne and rob zombie playing arenas you know going out on ozfest and touring the world selling millions of records so wow. you know uh we we did that and, you know soil's still going i mean we just we just hit 25 years this january with soil nice and, uh, wow we've got We've got uh, we've got two records worth of material we recorded, which we'll put out later on this year. So I mean, that's still a major part of my life, and uh, we still do a lot with that. You know, that's that's you know uh, my main band and everything like that. And you know, with this embryonic autopsy thing, we uh, you know we, we did as fun, and it kind of took over a life of its own. I, I didn't really expect it to to get as buzzworthy and, and crazy as yeah. it did. In fact, I just talked to my buddy Munzee over at skateboard marketing because he's doing the radio the metal radio campaign for embryonic autopsy and i just found out that we're number one most added on the nacc metal radio chart and the number three most added on the metal contraband chart for this week so oh wow uh, what a nice what what a great little high five thing to give uh on the week that the record's coming out is to be you know number one and number three most added uh in college and metal radio and specialty programs for uh for the album release so that's awesome wow i, I, I kind of can't believe of the the life it's been taking on of its own yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of the way it is it seems like whenever you take it something you know ram it down people's throats and and you know have such high expectations you always get let down but when you do it you just do it for fun and because you believe in what you're doing and to kind of relive that old moment of 90s old school death metal you know it just was very it was made very pure of heart there was there was no inclination of touring with it, putting it out on a label, doing anything. We just were kind of making it for fun for ourselves and really put, you know, some heart and soul and, and things like that with no ulterior motives on it. And I guess that really showed through, you know, what death metal is all about. It comes from the heart and it comes from making a statement and enjoying, you know, brutal uh, music that can kind of get your angst out. And I, I think a lot of people are seeing that with the. That's very cool. Wow. So there you go. That's a different recipe there. You guys uh, did it before getting a record contract i mean that's awesome 
it came from your heart you know something different in the buzzworthy now <laughs> badass yeah yeah i can't believe it i mean I, I never would have thought that i'd be sitting here doing an interview with you with a, a video a lyric video an album coming out you know like i said the radio stuff happening for a for a 90 for a 90s death metal band that we recorded half the vocals in our wow. soil in our soil uh, equipment trailer and in hotel rooms <laughs> and, in, and, in, and, in, and in my and in scott's uh, closet <laughs> wow Awesome. Would you like to send a, a message to all the death metal fanatics uh, listening to this podcast? Yeah. Uh, first of all, you know, thank you, thank you all for keeping the scene alive for all these years. Death metal remains true to my heart. Remains true to your heart. There is no more extreme form of music out there, and it's definitely uh, a very select club and a special club to be in when you're a death metal fan. So, all hail to the death metal fans out there because. We're all part of one big family, and thank you for all the support you've given uh, Embryonic Autopsy and my old band Soil over the years. I wouldn't be here in my entire musical career without you, so thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for making time, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on tour, and uh, can't wait to hear the, the new album. Badass. Awesome. Well, thank you, brother. Thanks so much, man. You take care. I appreciate the interview. So don't forget to check out, download, stream Prophecies of the Conjoined Massacre Records an awesome brutal band uh, from the US embryonic autopsy you guys have to check it out it's killer if you're into death metal old school death metal or whatever you want to call it some badass death metal and some lower lower pitch uh, guttural vocals this is especially for you man guys and girls so thank you for listening to our podcast that metal interview podcast with your friend James and don't forget to keep it metal that metal interview